Hello, I'm Ben Decker, author of Practical Meditation for Beginners. Welcome to Mental Health Awareness Radio, where I speak candidly with professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyday people about how they cultivate mental wellness to help you collect strategies and develop habits to set yourself up for success in your health, relationships, and career. My guest today is an author, multimedia entrepreneur, and one of my closest friends. Jennifer Sodini is the creator of the Amenti Oracle Card Deck and author of Everyday Amenti. Her work is in applying the ancient esoteric wisdom traditions to modern life. In this episode, we discuss the psychological significance of initiation and the power of healthy boundaries. This and every episode was first recorded on Instagram Live and remains in its original, unedited format. Let's begin. Thank you guys for coming. Hey, Sophia. Hey, Kirsten. Hey, Darlene. And Hi. Jen, hey, what's up? Hi, how's it going? Sorry, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Oh, yeah, that's normal Instagram Live stuff. How's it going? I'm doing well. Happy, happy. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here, too, and I'm so happy you're here. And um, you look fabulous. And um, <laughs> so it's May, Health Awareness Month. And I want to just introduce you guys to Jen. Uh, Jennifer Sodini is one of my closest friends. We've been to Egypt together. We've been to Costa Rica together. Uh, we've been to New York City together, the United Nations together, Los Angeles together. And uh, she's the author of an amazing book and Oracle deck that living with the the book is living with a feather heart that comes with the deck and uh, it's an amazing book i always say that the it's so much more than a guidebook it should be its own book separate from the deck um and she's got another book coming out at the end of this year called everyday a mentee which is a guided journal based on the principles um in her deck and in her book and um, i'm super excited to to have her here and she's also the creator of evolve and ascend she's a total internet social media maven uh a spiritual teacher and and student um and so yeah thanks for being here jen thank you so much for having me in that wonderful introduction <laughs> yeah so i'm super uh into the uh just reality of what our the nature of our relationship and how every time we've we've done something together it's been an initiation and um, and I know that initiation is something that you and I both teach on. And so we both incorporate that into our work. And so I wanted to sort of, um, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, um, I wanted to sort of um, kind of just make it easy and have a conversation with you. But I wanted to sort of present to the viewers, everyone who's here on Instagram and everyone who will be on YouTube later, um, the notion and the concept of initiation its relevance in mental health. Uh, and then I do wanna get into affirmations and the positive confessions of the, the 42 ideals of Ma'at, which would be amazing. So let's talk about initiation. Like just off the, I wanna I want get, I wanna hand it over to you and hear from you for a little bit. Um, everyone knows I could sit here and talk all day long. Um, uh, so let's talk about initiation. Like what, do you, what comes up for you around initiation, the role of initiation, and the, the process of mental health and, and um, healthy mental development? 
Oh, initiation. So uh, you and I are both fans of the work of Alice A. Bailey. And right now I'm juggling between two books, A Treatise on White Magic and Initiation, Human and Solar. And in both books, there's this notion of looking at crisis as a form of initiation in and of itself. And if we were to look at that from the, a global perspective, from a perspective of mental health, initiation is when we undergo radical transformation. And there's a quote, and I forget who it's by, but it talks about how consciousness is like a rubber band. And once it's stretched, it can't return to its initial form. So when we undergo initiation, we undergo a stretching of consciousness to receive new wisdom and to ascend to a new level of awareness. And the only way to go through that can at times be through confronting fear, through going through a crisis, through really looking at darkness in order to ascend closer to the light. Yeah, and so, yeah, so right now we're obviously in the midst of the pandemic. Um, there's, you know, based on what you just presented where crisis is in itself an initiation. Um, I love what you presented about the rubber band stretching, you know, you, it stretches and it has a certain amount of resiliency, um, but it's never quite the same after, after you stretch it, after you stretch it, you know, and, um, and so I think that's really interesting. It's like our consciousness, the expansion of our consciousness and our experience of something were never the same after you, after you experience something, it leaves an imprint, you know, and there's a, you know, where the people watching this are going to be people and are people of all different backgrounds. And so there's a concept um, of the Akashic records um, that, that comes up for me right now. And, and in the Akashic records, maybe you can expand on this. Essentially, the premise that's coming up for me is when you go through something, it leaves an imprint in the Akashic records. And so the Akashic records is sort of like the energetic um, collective experience um that uh that the entire universe goes through it's like the universal memory um and so when something takes place it's it leaves an imprint in the akashic records and everything's changing the whole world changes the whole universe changes with every moment with every initiation completely and i love that and if you look at record the idea of the akashic records beyond the idea of record is something that keeps track of of the human existence also, if you look at it as a metaphor for a, an actual record, so if each human being has its own song that its soul sings, the imprint that we leave on the human record is the groove that we dig into the song of the universe. It is our history in motion. And there's a reason why there's that cliche quote was like one truth, many songs, right? And yeah. it, many wisdom traditions have this, whether it's Judaism and you have your bar bat mitzvah, uh, or if it's Christianity, when you have communion, um, or you're in Freemasonry, in baptism, yeah, you right. ascend through different degrees of awareness, and it's stepping into a new uh, covenant, a new responsibility, a mm -hmm. new uh, consciousness, um, and you'll never be the same from that space. Yeah, it's, it's a new, it's like a new chapter. Yeah. It's a new season and a new chapter. And, um, and I think that what we, what, an area in, in nature, of course, it's the seasonal changes, uh, the astrological changes, 
Um, they, they all symbolize different initiations. And, the, and the, the basic principle is an initiation, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, I'm just sort of gathering a, a premise for our discussion. Um, an initiation is the, the definition that I, I wrote for, for my book coming up. An initiation is the activation of all that you've learned and all that you've collected. And so it's something's being put to the test. So we think, of course, of the secret societies or fraternities or sororities that have an initiatory process. And, you know, you learn the rules and the bylaws and you sign the paperwork and they haze you and you go through all the, the, the idea is, do you, do you, have you really learned this, con, uh, this data, this content? Um, are you able to actually apply it? Um, and, um, and let's see how you look, let's see how you operate, let's see how you act um, when you're surprised, when you're surprised by the initiatory uh, context. And so um, when it comes to like a baptism, you're, you're taught about the waters of baptism, how they're, they're purifying, you're taught about the symbolism of wearing white um, and how it's about purification. <laughs> and you go into the waters of baptism and it purifies you of everything from the from your past and then you you walk through life um clean and now now you make new decisions you know it was like a gift of purification and now you can accumulate new karma <laughs> um and so so the the value and i think that we find a lot in psychology the value of initiation is is the turning of the page the turning of a new leaf and saying look I was, like you mentioned, the bar mitzvah or the bat mitzvah, I was a child, now I'm a man. And a man has to do things or a woman has to do things differently than a child. Completely. Or if you even think of in the Eastern Star, there's different levels of initiation rites where, you know, you see what it's like to be the daughter, the sister, the wife, and the widow, and it represents the different seasons looking at everything as an archetypal experience to sit with, come into relationship with, and understand and uphold. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, with um, in Carl Jung's work in Jungian psychology, they have the mature archetypes and the immature archetypes. Um, and just, hey, everybody. Hey, Alex. Hey, Rua. Hey, El hey Ellie. Hey, everyone who's, who is here. Um, if you guys have any questions for Jen, like I'll keep an eye and, and we'll ask them, but we're just going to keep rolling. Um, so yeah, the mature and the immature archetypes, right? So the mature feminine archetypes, um, I think it's the mature masculine archetypes I have better memorized because I'm a dude. Um, and it's king, warrior, magician, lover. And I believe the mature feminine archetypes are called um, mother um mother healer priestess lover mother healer is that it mother healer priestess yeah, lover like mother maiden crone but i like right. your, i like yours better it sounds nicer <laughs> i know crone <laughs> is like a little bit it's like oh, it doesn't sound that nice you know uh someone's saying what's the book called they they reference there are a few different books that we reference but i want to just mention jennifer's book um, it's a book and, a, and an oracle deck. It's called a menti oracle. You have one handy? Mm -hmm. 
Living with a Feather Heart. It's so beautiful, such a special book. That's the one I really want to recommend. Um, we did mention a few other, uh, like more like reference material, I think, but that's one that I really think is really applicable uh, to check out. And so let's, let's, so with the premise of initiation, the idea is really choosing to become something new, choosing to take what we've learned and apply it. Like it's where the rubber meets the road, I feel like in initiation. And of course you mentioned that there's, there's crisis and crisis, Alice Bailey posits a universal truth. It's not even really her, her work. It's a universal truth that um, a crisis is, is an initiation. How do you, how, you're never the same after your first car accident. You're never the same after your first child that you have. You're never the same after your first heartbreak, you know? And even my path, you know, uh, my big initiator was death. Uh, losing my family and looking at death was a great initiator, you know, to, to have that crisis and then to come out on the other side with new perspective. So anything in, the sense of radical transformation can be an initiation too. And so I think, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that the, I think that's where I want to sort of like shift the conversation towards, um, there is, uh, there's an aspect of mental health that's really about recognizing that to take care of your mental health has nothing to do with mental illness. It's just like with our physical health, it's not about illness, it's about cultivating health. You know, and so there are things that we can do to cultivate mental health and mental wellness um, that are uh, that are things that are unrelated to mental illness. You know, uh, so you don't have to have mental illness or or have I, I don't like the stigma around that um, in order to want to cultivate mental health. Everyone should be wanting to cultivate mental health, just like everyone cultivates or should cultivate or wants to cultivate or whatever should want to cultivate <laughs> physical health. Um, and so that's what I think is really lovely about your book. Um, first of all, I do think we are going through a collective initiation. And I think that your book and your deck and your new book um, are all coming out really at, at beautiful times for the collective initiation. Um, and of course the pandemic is an initiation, um, losing someone we love, grief is an initiation. And I want to look at grief as a normal part of life. It's not a mental illness when you're, when you're heartbroken or depressed over with grief, but it's still a factor in mental health to healthily experience it and navigate it. And uh, I feel like I want to hear you uh, present a, a little bit about what, about the ideals of Ma'at, the positive confessions, uh, the, your deck and, um, and because I think that your book and your deck is really an initiation and that someone can choose to, to like really consider different facets of their own consciousness and bring themselves to a better, uh, a better season, you know, through the gates of initiation. So let's hear it. T tell us a little bit about the book and the principles or it's based on. Yeah. So, um, in the summer of 2013, I went down to Costa Rica and when I was in uh, this retreat center, I had a dream and in the dream, I saw myself looking down a hallway and at the end of the hallway was a being and I was completely lucid and the being had said to me, I had the sense of awe, this shock, this, oh my gosh, like I, I'm having contact. 
Um, and the being in my dream had said that, no, 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 there is no alien, there is no other, there is no separate. All that matters in this life is that your heart is as light as this feather. And then he pulled out a scale with a feather and a heart. And at that time, that was seven years ago, and I was really working through a lot of the trauma from my fear of death, my fear of loss, family trauma, ancestral trauma, all the stuff a lot of us are working through and with, but in particular, a fear of death. So that dream caused me to research the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Uh, little did I know that that was a, a major symbol in there. So in the Egyptian Book of the Dead, it is believed that when you die and you go to the Hall of Judgment, the weight of your soul is actually me measured through your heart. And if your heart is as light as the feather of Ma'at or Mayet, it depends on how you want to pronounce it, then you can pass through to the next life. But if you're heavy hearted, you're devoured by Amit, which is this chimera demon, you're destined to start all over again. <laughs> so it's something that uh, as a philosophy really stuck with me. So in the Hall of Judgment, you have to recite the 42 negative confessions of Ma'at, which are, you know, I've not committed sin, I have not, uh, they're all these kind of negative confessions, I have not. So the 42 ideals, which we explore in Amenti Oracle, are based off of the 42 ideals of Ma'at. Instead of it being the negative confessions, it's turned into an empowerment. So every card is an I am. I am peaceful. I honor virtue. virtue. Uh, I affirm that all life is sacred. I, it puts really uh, power in, in yourself. Mm -hmm. And one of the words that, why it feels really relevant to this time now too, uh, is because it really inspires sovereignty by coming into relationship with these ideals and coming into relationship with the heart. A heavy heart is awful to navigate this life with. It causes fear. It causes judgment. It causes resentment. It causes jealousy. It can be paralyzing. It can be crippling. And in the work of working through these ideals and having that feather heart, it really helps you live more. So there's that quote, it's like the secret of life is to die before you die. And then you find out that there is no death. So in stripping away all the things that aren't you, you become closer to your true essence, which is that of love, which is that of light, which is that of the feather heart. And I would be remiss to say too, that in order to come into relationship with the sacred nature of the heart, it's not easy. It's not easy when you begin to look in the mirror because you have to look at all of the aspects of self. And you and I actually had a really uh, powerful initiation back in December where I really had to go deep into darkness to find, find light again. And in that practice, in, in that experience, on the other side of it, what brought me closer to meditation and grounding. And that's why um, your work has been so inspiring to me and actually really informed a lot of everyday Amenti because it is so meditative, because it is so creative, because it is so grounded, feet on the ground. And that's something that I have to honor with your work is that you do such a great job of synthesizing this information in a really grounded and beautiful and practical way. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, I, I so appreciate you saying that. And I, I have to say your, I, this is the first time I've really heard you say that my work is, has inspired or altered your work, especially this upcoming book. Um, but it's funny because I, my upcoming book actually features, you're the one that really introduced me and taught me about the positive confessions of 
the, the ideals of Ma'at. And, um, and that is actually referenced and mentioned in my new book. Uh, so we're, yeah, and so it's, but of course, like, just like you said, it's with an effort of making it as grounded as possible. Um, and uh, just in, as an aside, I have some, I have resources and it's listed, the ideals of Ma'at is listed alongside the, the Ten Commandments of Moses um the the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the flesh um from the new testament uh the seven hermetic principles and uh so it's essentially like um a reflection on all of the different ancient traditions um how to be you know um and so so that's what i thought was so special when you first told me that your book was coming out first of all you've written a ton of amazing articles um, for a lot of different publications. Some of them are your own media platforms, but a number of other media platforms. Um, and you're so prolific, you get so much done and you're generating so much content. And it's also good. It's such good content. I remember one day you and I were just talking and we we're talking about like how it was the new moon or something. And we we're talking about like the, the symbolism of that particular moon. And we were just sort of like, waxing poetic and having a moment together and then like that day you like wrote a blog about it and um and like offered this like this exercise with like this essential oil and a candle and, and it was just like so beautiful how you i think that's important uh, how you actually generate content and you produce it you know um and so that's something that i see with you and and uh, and bringing it within the context of mental health um, I want to, I want to just sort of like hear for me, what I see when I see that is I see that's part of how you stay sane, you know, generating content, creating, tuning into your creativity. Um, and I, but I also want to just sort of like hear from your perspective, how you navigate your own mental health challenges. Um, not that you necessarily have more than anyone else, but I mean, we all have them and we're in a collective initiation. And so I want to hear a little bit, maybe mention the isolation tank offering um, and then some of the other things that you do personally and also the things that you offer in the context of mental health. So um, one of the greatest pieces of advice that I have ever been given is that the fastest way to win an argument is to admit that you're wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> When it comes to mental health, taking a deep look in the mirror and taking accountability for the times that I've fumbled has been so integral in my path. You know, we're, we're human, we're human beings and we're here and we're inevitably going to fumble. Even Gandhi, I'm sure, had his moments of not so greatness. Um, so something, you know, being completely candid, talking mental health, something I've really had to work through in the last few years is anger. and my anger issues and feeling triggered and where does anger come from anger is a secondary emotion right mm -hmm. anger is actually the result of something deeper which is you know not feeling heard not feeling valued the little kid in you being like well, what about me um so doing a lot of inner child work has been really helpful too and keeping my feet on the ground so as you ascend to higher levels of consciousness and explore that whatever tool you use to get there whether it's meditation plant medicines um you know fasting whatever it is that you choose integration and keeping your feet on the ground is so essential and they're just that becomes tools for your toolkit so meditation i mean for me in my own subjective journey 
creativity is the highest form of spirit for me. I have no other choice but to channel that. So, you know, you mentioned isolation tank. This time in quarantine, I've just been really trying to be in a creative vortex because it's grounding for me and it's a way to channel that divine energy and put it into something tangible and hopefully useful. Um, but it's really important when working with mental health that put aside blame, put aside, uh, well, you know, they did this to me. It's like, well, how can I take better care of me and tend to myself, whether it's through meditation, journaling, creativity, grounding, really, really key to stay grounded right now and not get mm -hmm. so lost in the ethers or the fear machine. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That resonates a lot. And I think for me, the one, one of the ways that I get grounded is to write um, and, and to not just brain dump, but to really write coherent information to like create these books that I'm writing, to write articles, you know, to really write coherent, well done, refined content. Um, I, I think that's, you know, it's like really to do something well is what feels really grounding to me to try to do it well, you know, Definitely. Um, so Alex is saying, what's a great way of grounding? And that I basically just answered my version of that to, to produce something, to create something really well, you know, not just, it is maybe for me, but to go through the process of actually getting it to like a publisher and out into the world um, holds me to a higher standard of grounding, you know? Um, but I want to hear some other ways from you. What are some ways for you, Jen, of well, grounding? literally grounding. So there are studies that say when you actually put your feet on the grass, there's something with the negative ions and it balances the body. So in this time of global pandemic and chaos and the media machine is just pumping out so much left, right, it's a different thing every day. Taking a digital detox and putting your feet on the ground and just taking a moment to be present is so, so important. Earthing, yes, exactly. Yeah. That. Um, <laughs> that has been really great. Knowing when to set healthy boundaries, whether that's through the media that you consume or social media can be really toxic in and of itself. So, you know, in the process of creation, creativity can sometimes ebb and flow when you have divine insight and you're writing and you get like all these chapters done in your book, but then all of a sudden you find yourself at an impasse at a pause and then maybe scroll through social media and then you get triggered and you say, well, how do they have so much? And they had this book and that and that's shh. boundaries. Boundaries are so crucial and a really great way to keep your feet on the ground and focused on what your vision is, not letting any outside noise interfere. Yeah. And so I also think that another that's really, really good. And I also think that your um, the, the undertone, the premise of a menti oracle, um, the fact that they are positive affirmations that you've chosen the positive, just just your choice to to base it on the ideals of Ma'at and um, your curation of the artwork and Natalie's beautiful artwork, um, her wonderful illustrations. Um, <laughs> so gorgeous. What are yeah, let's draw some. Why don't you draw why don't you draw one for all of us? Sure. Yeah. Um and I think what's really special from like a neuroscience perspective to tune into the positive thing. What I love about what Jesus did versus the Mosaic law, um the Mosaic law had a lot of the Ten Commandments were thou shalt not. It was a lot of the 
it was like, stop doing that, stop doing that, stop doing that, which has its place, you know. Uh, but then what I loved about Jesus, he gave one new commandment and it was like, love God, love others, you know. Love is the new commandment, you know. And um, that's like the, a positive confession. So what, what do we got? I am humble. So uh, especially in talking about what you're sharing, this feels like a perfect card because um, a lot of the Amenti Oracle is based off of Proverbs. I think, I feel like one of the greatest magic tricks I was ever able to pull off is to create an Oracle deck that also references Jesus and passages from the Essenes and major wisdom traditions around the world. So this, uh, I am humble, has a Serbian proverb that says, be humble for your made of earth, be noble for your made of stars. So in speaking of grounding, look at that, be humble for your made of earth, be noble for your made of stars. And, um, you know, the, the kind of myth that I wove this card is the whole tale of the emperor's new clothes. So, you know, be, be naked in your truth. <laughs> and um, there's something really important about humility. So yeah, that's actually one of the um, in the Bible, there's the fruit of the spirit and fruit of the flesh. Um, based on those two aspects of our nature, the the stars and the earth, the the spiritual nature and the material nature, the higher nature and the lower nature. Um, and in the in the Bible, in, in Galatians, it's the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit which is of course what my new book is based on the fruit of the spirit and humbleness is one of them. And um, so I think that's really cool. Like how you, first of all, I love talking to you uh, because I feel like we have so much in common and so much in harmony, but we're so different and we just have such, um, I just always feel really, really blessed by the ideas that you have and the information that you, that you bring up. And, um, and yeah, I think that's really cool. Like uh, that, that is, that has left such an imprint, such an impression, what you just shared. Uh, be humble for you are made of earth. Be noble for you are made of stars. <sighs> wow. Um, why don't you draw two more cards for us? Well, it's actually funny because I, I did pull the next one, which is also perfect. So I talked about the magic trick that I got to create an oracle deck that references the Bible. Um, so this next card is I do good. That's so, a beautiful card. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you talk about the gospel as the good news, right? You're spreading the good news. And how can I do good to be goodness as a verb, to be goodness as, as something that I do, I am, I act. Uh, this one is really special to me because, you know, goodness, in a lot of New Age literature, there's such an emphasis on um, I do to get. It's very quid, quid pro quo. Transactional. transactional but this card in the passage in the card is really about doing good because it's good to do good not an inspective reward but just that internal reward so the kingdom of god is within you the sacred heart when doing goodness there's nothing that that's not a co like commodified thing to do good to do good not for quid pro quo yeah so that's the good news Oh, that is the good news. That's so, so, so good. I love that you shared that. And you know, yesterday, it's so interesting. Yesterday, um, Karma Decker, my mother was on, on here with me and what she, so much of what she shared is like the same principles of what you're sharing. So it's like really, really cool to see that kind of harmony, the universal truths coming through. Um, so yeah, and I, what I really also love about that is the emphasis on action, like you said, to act. Um, we are all good. 
you know, we're, we're good. And, um, but to be good really means to do good, you know, to do good like that, you know, to actually take right action, as they say in Buddhism, right action, um, to allow it to demonstrate, you know, to demonstrate, you know, through our bodies, you know, through our actions. Um, in the Bible, it also says uh, that kindness is love in action. So love in action, it's all about that, like real, that it's the merging of the, of the higher nature and the lower nature. And it's the merging of our, of our earth and our stars coming together into expression, um, which that's the kingdom of God, right? That's the kingdom of heaven, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's funny because um, to get woo for a second. So Edgar Casey had said that, you know, if you think of the esoteric context of our Lord's prayer, how he begins, our father are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, going through. So every morning, that's the prayer that I do. Um, mm. I, I really love the Aramaic version. Uh, I actually have that on my, on my neck because it's so sacred, the Aramaic translation of our Lord's prayer. And just taking that time to connect and as you say the words feel them and it's funny because uh the last card that i'll pull because random's never random uh hi noah oh my god i love noah They're, you are light we love you um Aww. the last card is uh i hold purity in high esteem which wow. is so funny because you're talking about purification and this card is actually really directly uh influenced by the trip you and i went to egypt so when we went to Egypt, we went to a space called Saqqara. And in the pyramid texts of Saqqara, there are all these ancient oils and perfumes that the Egyptian gods and goddesses, which are actually um, the Egyptian word for god and goddess is netter, which is loosely translates to force of nature. So it's not necessarily separate from God, like the Godhead, it's forces of source. So holding purity and high esteem in the pyramid texts of Saqqara, uh, the pyramid texts of Saqqara they talk about the different oils for purification, for opening the different energy centers, for not holding purity in the sense of chastity, but really tending to the vessel that you're in. Your body is your temple, uh, you know, to really tend to it and take care of it and purify, purify thoughts um, and not necessarily again in like a chaste way, but to just clear negative limiting beliefs to Clear and, also, and also not necessarily not in a chase way, you know, like yeah. there's, there is there, you know, there's light and dark and neutral, yes. you know, and, um, and I love the I love the implications of I hold purity in high esteem, you know, it's like, I don't want to drink muddy water. No. You know, uh, so that's really, really good. Um, where do we buy the deck? Um, you it's everywhere. It's everywhere books are sold Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Uh, diesel books, every magic shop you could ever dream of. Amazon's probably the easiest place to get it. This is this is what the box looks like. That is so gorgeous, and it's like a, it's like the most amazing gift you could ever receive, really, but also give. Great gift box, love it so much, Jen. You are such a pleasure to talk with. I feel like I could do this um, for another sixteen hours. <laughs> um, I but I, I, I don't want to take too much of your time. We're on the East Coast, so it's late over here. Um, before we wrap up, I want to just give you the floor. If there's anything, any takeaways, uh, or maybe you want to recap something that we shared um, for Mental Health Awareness Month. So, so what's up? 
So uh, my parting words will be this. So I think a really important thing to remember with mental health is to not be afraid to ask for help. And, you know, like the Beatles say, I get by with a little help from my friends. And for those tuning in, um, I'm going to plug you. Ben has been <laughs> such an important friend, colleague, ally, and teacher who's helped me through some of the most challenging moments of my life because of his work, because of his heart, because of his message. And I think that having done this live with you and talking about the heart and the sacredness of, of that space, um, it's really important to not be afraid to reach out to people that you care about and ask for help. And um, help, is, help is always there. And it's really important to stay grounded as you ascend to higher levels of consciousness and practices like meditation are so sacred. And um, yeah, I just thank you and I honor you and I think you're wonderful, Ben. Oh, I think you're so wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And um, I couldn't agree more. Um, everyone go follow Jen, Jennifer Sodini. She's got a lot of really great content she produces. You are such a great teacher too. You just create the most amazing, delicious, edutainment, edutainable content, educating, edutaining content. And um, I love what you're doing on the Amenti Oracle Instagram page. I love the Radio Amenti content. I love um, Evolve and Ascend. I just love everything. So go check her out. She's got a lot of different things. Really, really fun, really, really different um, uh, ways of exploring your psyche. She is one in a million. She's 100% original. Um, never, never a carbon copy. All original content, super creative over here. Uh, so such an honor to be doing this with you, Jen. And uh, happy Mental Health Awareness Month, everybody. Happy Mental Health Awareness. I love you, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm Ben Decker. Thank you for listening to Mental Health Awareness Radio. Subscribe for more resources to help you live a happier, more fulfilling life. Next time, join the conversation live by following me on Instagram at Benjamin W. Decker. Thanks again, and stay well.